0: Hi, friends. I'm popping in and wrecking your regularly scheduled life with a fun new bonus episode of We're Going There. My name is Bianca Watis oltoff and before we dive into our fun bonus episode today, can we just pause and check in? Can we just fill each other in on the last month of our lives? Because honestly, sometimes speaking into a microphone alone in the closet, sitting on the floor, and using a footstool as a microphone stand just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. It's like this secret place I get to be by myself with no makeup, no camera, and no sense of time where I just get to sit and talk to friends who I've never really met, but kind of feel I know. And I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're at the gym, cleaning your house, or stuck in traffic, but wherever you are, you're here with me, and I'm excited to chat. First things first. Season three of the podcast is starting soon, and I cannot wait to tell you who we have on this season. I'm also excited because I'm going to be doing some independent episodes where I just free flow about topics that are pertinent not just to the world, but to me as well. If there are topics, people, or podcast episodes that you must hear, go ahead and tag me in your personal social media post or you can drop an email to podcast at inthenameoflove.org with your fabulous suggestions. Secondly, I know I mention it all the time, but I am high-key obsessed with the Father's House Orange County. That's my home church. It's like this beautiful baby that is needy and precious and hungry and adorable. And, well, due to COVID, we started doing a lot more digital things, including our services and community groups. And lo and behold, we gathered a whole bunch more of people into our crazy family. And now we're hitting the road for a little reunion tour. I mean, that's what I'm calling it. So, yep, this summer we are preaching the gospel, grubbing on some good food, baptizing people in the name of Jesus, and having a turn up. So if you're in the Austin area, let me just say, yeehaw, y'all. Get ready with your cowboy boots and your cowboy hats because July night we are hitting up the greater Austin area for, again, a pop-up party with baptism, worship, and a word. For our East Coast fam, New Jersey, August 13th, we want to see you out there. We don't have our location yet. It is still DVD, but stay tuned because more information is coming. The date is locked in, August 13th. Even if we're in someone's backyard with a pool, we're going to be baptizing people to the glory of God. And we want to invite you. These are what we're calling our Freedom Nights, and they're absolutely free, and we just want to have a time to connect with our family across the good old U.S. of A. So if you want to join us, the registration link will be in the show notes and also on my social media profile links. Lastly, as we emerge back to normal life post-pandemic, I'm seeing a trend that I just want to flag. In fact, I want to speak into it. In moments of fear or isolation or scarcity, we have the propensity to become very inward focused. In our selfish Trinitarian God of me, myself, and I, we have a, a potential to make personal idols and really to begin to think of the ways that we can take care of our dreams, our finances, our goals. Now, I don't know where you are in the faith spectrum, but my goal in life is to give my life away. I want to die empty and let others step into their calling, their purpose, and their destiny because I wasn't afraid to step into mine. I learned this from my father who, though we never had an abundance of finances growing up, we did have an abundance of compassion. In fact, my father, after working 50 hours a week, would faithfully lead a team of people to Mexico every other weekend to partner with their local orphanage in Rosarito, Mexico. We didn't have a car, and yet my father would rally a group of 30, 40, sometimes 50 people every other Saturday morning from our local church, and we would pile into people's cars and vans and caravan down to make the trek across the border. Our family struggled with meals and groceries, but yet my father would collect food and toys and clothing and take them down to the orphans and staff at Colina de Luz Orphanage. Truth be told... I didn't know growing up I was poor. I mean, I witnessed poverty and lack in a third world country with that perspective. And so, honestly, coming back to the States and California, even though we were living in a shabby apartment, I didn't know that my family didn't have money. My twin sister and I would be considered my dad's shadows, as people would call us. And it was because we were with him everywhere he went. We painted bright colored walls of the orphanage dormitory, we cooked large scale meals in a kitchen that we also cleaned. And we even slept in the orphanage floor next to my dad. And I vividly remember this one morning being woken up by a cow. And this cow roamed at free will around the property. And this morning, this cow found itself into our dormitory, literally sleeping right next to us. My dad taught not only me and my sister a great faith. He taught the entire group of Americans who would faithfully drive into foreign soil to love the fatherless and to feed the hungry. Some of my favorite memories were created in an orphanage watching the faith of my dad trickle down into the hearts of the kids who clung off of him like a playground jungle gym. I learned at a very young age that I needed to share my dad. So many people did not have fathers or male role models, and my dad was large enough to share. I think that's why this interview we are going to dive into meant so much to me. Netflix's newest release, Blue Miracle, took me back to the days of small budgets and big dreams. The movie is based on an incredible true story of Casa Hogar, an American boys' home that entered the world's biggest fishing tournament to save their orphanage. The story follows the lives of unsuspecting group of orphans led by Papa Omar, the resident dad who, against all odds, rescued the orphanage from ruin. Casa Hogar is about to go bankrupt and is desperate to find a way to save it. With all avenues closed, Omar turns to a local fishing tournament with hopes of a miracle. Now, I don't want to ruin this story, but the beauty about this is that there is one small problem neither he nor the boys have ever fished. They team up with a reluctant captain, Wade Malloy, who is played by Dennis Quaid, hello, a previous tournament champion, hoping that he could steer them to victory. Now, unbeknownst to them, Captain Malloy is fighting his own challenges. Once out in the open ocean, unexpected friendships are created, strengths are tested, and with the power of faith, we see miracles do come true. I love that this is based on a true story coming out of Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, one of my favorite cities in the entire world. This story is a heartfelt overcoming story, and I cannot wait to introduce you to one of the stars of this show, Jimmy Gonzalez, and he will give us a glimpse into how lives change when we band together in big faith with big hope and have big dreams. Hope is on the line, albeit a fishing line. I know, I know, friends, that's corny, but I'm corny, whatever. I blame my mom because I was homeschooled. The movie is available for you to be viewed on Netflix now. But last week, I sat down with Jimmy Gonzalez to talk about his role in the film, what he learned, and his hope for this movie. I hope you enjoy this interview and get a chance to watch Blue Miracle after this podcast. Jimmy, welcome to We're Going There. It is an honor to have you on the show.
1: Thank you. It is an honor to be here. Thank you.
0: Okay, so one of the things that you might not know, which is in your introduction, is uh, my dad would go down to orphanages in Mexico in Rosadito and I'd go with him every other weekend. And so as I was watching this movie, I literally was taken back. I mean, from the paint on the walls to the bunk beds, to the tacos. I mean, brother, I was just like, oh man, I just flashed back. So this is so fun. Oh, wow, that's amazing. To get two different sides, one from an actor, one from like a, a great, great narrative that you get to, play a role in but as a mexican i am so and also a lover of culture i love yeah. seeing positive portrayals of latinos in culture and in film yeah and so um i feel like with this role you guys were able to really take a look at diversifying kind of different roles uh within hollywood yeah. Usually for brown people we see like thugs cops yeah and pickers. And so this is such a different narrative. Can you take me a little bit on that journey? What was it like for you? What made you fall in love with the role? Talk to me a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's a interesting. Uh, it's a great question. You know, we, I, I was saying, I was thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot when I was a kid, I never saw faces like mine yeah. on screen. You know what I mean? That had any kind of like impact significantly. And we have made so much progress, Yes. you know, like, I, the, right now and in the last like you know several years it's just been such a huge explosion of of diversifying the industry and telling these stories and i i just feel so so fortunate you know um that i came onto this and i and i i read it and i and i just thought oh wow this is such a beautiful symbiotic like relationship with you know, it's not like we're going, it, it, it didn't ever feel like, yeah, Hollywood, look, we need to, you know, these faces can be heroes too. It was like, we're people, yeah. you know, and 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 we affect pe- other people. And it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter, you know, what you look like or your ethnicity or anything like that. It's about like connecting and, you know, being human to, together and having that full experience. And it just happens to be that also, you know, which is, I shouldn't say it just happens, but it's just, it also happens to be that I, I'm this guy, you know, and and then all the other people, like we all have this rich, beautiful Latino background you know, <laughs> that we're bringing to the, to, to, to the canvas.
0: So, I love, I love the storytelling. It was absolutely powerful. I felt like the yeah. narrative was so strong. It's still in its own. Now, Thank you. as a woman of faith, Uh, the story really captures a character by the name of Omar. And clearly he is a man Mm -hmm. of faith, but I didn't feel like there was a religious message that was being jammed down people's throats, which I personally appreciated. Um, But was that a conscious direction or was that just kind of like, Hey, let's keep the story as pure as possible and add in these important details, but not make it about the details.
1: That is a very good question. You know, I, the producers and Julio and they, that was such a, a delicate thing you know we we wanted to tell the story about omar we wanted to tell the story about faith you know just not just faith in like any kind of religious denomination it was just like faith in like the human spirit Mm -hmm. you know and 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 i i feel like the genius part of the genius of the producers and julio and the writing is like it, it really does straddle that line, you know? Um, and, and people can take from it what they want. And that's really what's beautiful about art is that it, it's not something that, in my opinion, like effective really great art is stuff that, that helps you like ask different questions. Mm. And I feel like this is, we created a story of Canvas where people can ask those questions and not feel like they're being, you know, herded in one direction or yeah. the
0: other. Yeah. Okay, so you played a character by the name of Omar or Papa Omar, and he was yeah. the, the dad of the orphanage. Now, did you yeah. get to research or did you actually get to yeah. meet Omar prior to shooting the film?
1: Unfortunately, I did not. Okay. Now, and, and because I came onto the project um, about a month, Five weeks or so. I may be a little bit off on that timing prior to shooting, and I was also working on another show. I was working okay. on um, my on Mayans, and um, totally different character, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but um, I had I had my work cut out for me. You know, I had to do as much research as possible, and um, I didn't have access to to the orphanage or or Omar, so I, I read everything I possibly could about the tournament. You know the 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 uh the actual experience right. and that that went into it and um I, it, it was a he he is a phenomenal human being you know he he himself was an orphan and he himself like has transcended so many challenges and then to come back and to give yeah you know to his community is just beautiful
0: Hi friends, I'm popping into this episode really quick to tell you about this new favorite product that I'm using. Yes, this sounds like a shameless plug, but I cannot tell you how much I love whey products. And I don't wanna be cheesy, but whey is the way to go. Hand to heaven, every once in a while, I feel like I just need to reset my hair and my scalp. And the way detox shampoo has been a game changer for me. I do use a lot of product in my hair and I love to take care of my hair. I know you probably think that all those highlights are natural, but they're really not. And I wanna take care of them. I found this product that I think you would like as well. It's Whey Detox Shampoo. Now, the thing that I love about this is that you use it about once a week, and it helps remove and neutralize any of the buildup, oil, dirt, or hard water products that we use every single day when we wash our hair. It's a combination of apple cider vinegar and keratin that exfoliates and balances our scalp. Plus, it removes any fizziness and adds a shine. The best part about this is that the smell is delicious. It's like rose, bergamot, lychee, cedarwood, and a white musk. Way products were created by celebrity hairstylist Jen Atkins. And no, I am not suckered because the Kardashians use it. I actually love it. It is cruelty free, sulfate free, and paraben free. And if you go to theway.com, that's T H E O U A I dot com, and use the promo code going there, you get an additional 15% off your entire purchase. That is theway.com, T H E O U A I dot com, and use the code going there. You know, my favorite things about the movie is that it's almost like a Shakespearean character development as in like Mm. Papa Omar is so kind and so sweet and yes, has a peppered past, but he just makes Captain Wade played by Dennis Quaid makes him look like that much more of a jacked up brother, you know? And so can you describe (laughs) the relationship between Papa Omar and Captain Wade?
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's a great, that's another good question because you know just from like a personal standpoint uh you know i grew up watching dennis quaid you know and and like literally like he's this icon and he's just he's an incredible presence and force and extremely extremely talented now fast or excuse me rewind like 20 some odd years and i was in texas and i was just getting started like committing to this life as an artist and an actor and taking classes and doing community theater and all these things. And I got involved, uh, uh, as a, as a on the production side, as a PA in the locations department for the Alamo. Okay. And Dennis Dennis Quaid was in that. He was one (laughs) of the stars and I got a chance to watch him then. So here we are 20 years later and I'm starring opposite him. It was just, my full blowing. circle moment. Yeah, it was mind blowing. And so when I, wa- I started to do the work where I started working with him, I was really nervous and he was so gracious, you know, just he's like, it's all good. Just, you know, you're great. Like, I understand what you're going through. You know, he had, he was relating to me on a very personal level that he had experienced when he did his movie, The Rookie. And so it was a weird blend between two actors and then two characters. And as you as you know, um, both of these characters' lives end up like in this symbiotic way, you know, being a mirror to one another. Mm-hmm. And they both are able to change. yeah, you know, it was it was it was amazing.
0: I loved it. I loved it. Okay. so I have a two part question. This movie was based yeah. on a real life story so um yeah. number one do you know or can you like vaguely guess the percentage of like real life true to form storytelling was in the movie
1: gosh it's like i'm like way above 90 percent. like you Stop know what i mean like it. it's oh it's my gosh. really really it's really really close oh
0: i love that you know? i love that it's
1: really 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 close
0: I'm the person that if there's like a biopic or if there is like storytelling or if there's a a series on Netflix, like I'm watching the series and Googling information to see like how true to form is this storytelling. So that just yeah. made me so excited.
1: <laughs> well, well, it, it, to add to that, like the thing about it is like, it, and really what I have learned is it, these stories, like, you know, they're so... It's it's an artistic aspect of, of of the storytelling to be able to translate it to film, Totally, yes, right. And so there's gonna be some discrepancies. Yeah, there's always going to be to some make discrepancies. to tell a good story
0: and to tell it short. You're gonna have to take out and add. Yes, yes. That's why I was wondering. Make it, yeah,
1: to make it cinematically. Yes. you know, effective. Yeah. So there's there's you know, and I I'm just I, I do believe it's really 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 I'm sold I believe you hook
0: line and sinker I mean no pun intended but um, (laughs) (laughs) so second part of the question is uh, since it is based and largely based on a very true story uh, how inspired were you in the story of Casa Hogar and like just what they had to go through yeah um, and what that means for you today
1: you know uh, the journey is has very similar parallels to my own life Mm -hmm. um uh, I, I also uh, grew up in foster care from like 11 to 18, you know, so I, I knew what it's like to, to face the perils of the biggest, I, I, I would say the biggest fear in any human's life is, as, is just to have your caretakers. at such a delicate and impressionable time in your life as a person have them not in your life, mm-hmm. you know, it's terrifying. And so, there's a lot of fear that's going on with these kids and a lot of uncertainty, um, with the kids, the, the orphanage and, you know, the marriage, you know, with of uh, revolved around the kids the the, the, uh, the actual house, Papa Omar, his own, uh, you know, facing his own fears was a big, big, big part of that, uh, of his story. And I just, I completely related to it, it just I love it. right into it.
0: I love it. Yeah. You can tell. I mean, there was definitely a connection point between the characters and even hearing your story. Now, I didn't even have like the full scope of it, but it just, it mm. it came across and it's so, such a beautiful way. Now, this Thank is you. because again, I keep on going back to how true to form was the story, but like at the end of the movie, and I don't want to give much away, mm. but at the end of the movie, mm. there's a little bit of a recap, but do we know what happens to Captain Wade? Like, do we know where he's at? <laughs> How's he doing? <laughs>
1: From my understanding, he went back to Texas to be with his family and to be with his son. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. So uh, for those that are going to be watching this on Netflix, what is a takeaway that you would want them to walk away with um, from after watching Blue Miracle?
1: Yeah, that it's okay to be afraid.
0: Mm.
1: It's okay to be afraid, you know, and that you could be facing some of the most uncertain the biggest uncertainties of your life and it's okay to be afraid you know it's okay to be vulnerable it it doesn't matter if you're a man a woman it doesn't you know it doesn't matter if you're a child you know it's okay and and i think even specifically for dads you know like the biggest one of the biggest biggest themes that 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 julio and i talked about a lot julio's a father i'm not he's got three kids but we talked about this. What does it mean to be a dad? What does it mean to be a father, you know, especially a Latino father, you know? And it's like, we grew up with these impressions that our dads had to be like, we're strong. So we had to be strong and have no feelings, you know, we're never afraid and all these things. And, you know, vulnerability and fear is a big part of life. And if you can show your children and your family members that your person too that that vulnerability that fear that truthfulness will will bring you closer to those that you love
0: i absolutely love that i just want to say thank you for pouring your heart yeah. and soul blood sweat and tears into this film i'm so excited to share it with the world thank you for your time i appreciate you very much and i can't wait for other people to watch this movie and fall in love with it as much as i did so thank you thank you thank appreciate you doing
1: thank you yeah take care Awesome.
0: In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles to start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you could start communicating with a therapist in under 48 hours. Join millions of people who are seeing what therapy really is about. See if it's for you, because you're your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and we're going there. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com WGT. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash WGT. Friends, I'm so grateful that you listen to the podcast. I can't wait for season three. As always, it means so much when this podcast is shared. If you subscribe to the podcast, leave positive reviews, or even share on social media. I can't wait to build traction for season three. And next week, I have another bonus episode that I can't wait to share with you. I'm going to take a moment and give a shout out to producer Madi for all the work that she does behind the scenes. Graphic design artist Meg for creating graphics that we get to share on social media and for you to share as well. Vanessa for helping me book amazing people to be on the podcast and Mariah and Chelsea who help craft words to send the email out and share this podcast with those who I love. Thanks for joining us on this fun journey. Can't wait to chat next week.